0: Good evening, everyone. I am so grateful for this opportunity uh, to share with you tonight on your Tuesday night worship. And uh, I'm a little bit nervous. I don't know why I do this all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm a talker, a big talker. But um, I have a few props with me because uh, I always use props because it kind of helps to get across the message for me. And um, I think it helps people to understand better. And certainly in my preparation, it's, it's funny to me sometimes, some of the things, well, you'll see when I pull them out. <laughs> Let's pray. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Mirror, mirror on the wall who 's the fairest of them all? Does anybody know where that saying comes from? Snow White, Snow White. and in the fairy tale called Snow White, if you remember um, the when the wicked witch in the story liked what she saw, she would say you know who it was but when when i 'm sorry, when the mirror liked whatever it saw, it said whatever it wanted to say, and if that mirror did say that witch was the fairest, well, she was good. But when the witch said no, it was Snow White, she got very angry and jealous. And that's the good thing about good mirrors. They always tell us the truth, even if we don't like what we see. But if a mirror is going to work properly, it must be a proper mirror. For example, what about this mirror? Have ever noticed your reflection in a piece of aluminum foil? It's very distorted. It's not anything that you really are comfortable looking in and walking out of the house. Uh, but if a mirror is going to tell us the truth, then we can't look at a mirror like that of the world. Aluminum foil is like that of the world, and the world doesn't really have a clear view of right and wrong. Let me share a story with you. There was this man who was looking for a job and he went to the zoo. And when he got there, they had a job for a gorilla. All he had to do was to put the outfit on and act like a gorilla. It was real simple. Well, the man thought, hmm, this is pretty easy, good money, I'll take it. And so he went and went into the cage and he started. Moving and the people are clapping for him, and he's jumping and jumping and back and forth. And all of a sudden, someone fed him some peanuts, and the man really liked peanuts. Well, he lost it. He starts swinging on limbs and jumping from, and the people were just clapping. They couldn't believe how talented he was. This gorilla was so talented, and at one point, he swung so hard, he landed in the lion's cage. Well, he starts hollering. I'm not a gorilla. I'm a man. I'm a man. Somebody help me. Couldn't get the, the costume off. He starts and the lion runs over and says, Be quiet before you get both of us fired. <laughs> so what happened? That wasn't really a lion either. That's how we can be uh taken or thought things can be confusing to us because we give ourselves off in a wrong way. So tonight I wanna talk about an accurate reflection of the real you, the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. Are you like this man in the gorilla suit pretending to be something you aren't? Or have you been deceiving yourself for so long that you believe you're something else? Who would your church members say you are? Who would your friends and family members say you are? Who is really that man in the mirror? There are two points I wanna make and will be done. The first one is who do you think you are? First Corinthians 13, 11, and 12. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, thought like a child, reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways for now we see in a mirror dimly, but when we will see face to face, But then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. Ancient mirrors, which were manufactured at Corinth, were made of metal and gave dim reflections, which is why Paul says now we see in a mirror dimly. This is an illustration of our imperfect knowledge during this age. It's imperfect. But Paul says we see a mirror dimly. Have you ever seen your reflection in a spoon? Don't you guys go home and grab a spoon. I know you are when I tell you this. In a spoon, if you look in the spoon, your reflection is upside down. All you scientists, be quiet. Don't give it away. If you look on the other side, you're right side up. I know you guys are going to run and get that spoon if you haven't done it. Well, when you see your reflection in that spoon, it fools you because it's different. What about the reflection in someone else's sunglasses? We've all done it. You're talking to someone and you almost lose track of the conversation because you've caught a glimpse and you see a hair out of place and you're looking and my sisters and I go places all the time and we go, turn around, let me see how I look before I go in. We look in the reflection of sunglasses. That's not a clear reflection either. And then there is a CD. Have you ever seen those CDs that have the reflection on the other side? Sometimes I catch a glimpse. I'm using one. We don't even use CDs anymore, but there's another reflection. Well, I wonder when we see these reflections of ourselves, are these really clear? Do these really tell us who we are? Are these reflections giving us an accurate look at who we really are? What about in a window when you walk past a store? Or when you walk up to a building, don't you, when you see the reflection, don't you back up sometimes and just look just to make sure you look okay? But these reflections are pretty dim also. And it doesn't really give a detailed look at who we are. But while we're certain, things that we will know when we get to heaven, like we'll know their pearly gates, we'll know their streets paved in gold. But do we know who we are and what we look like. Now as I mentioned that Paul's mirrors were metal and you couldn't see. It was kind of like looking in the spoon. But today we have mirrors that very much display what we look like. Now this mirror here is one of my favorite mirrors that I have. Why? Because it has a regular mirror and it has a magnified side. Now stay away from the magnified side. I prefer to look at the smaller side, but it allows you to see things that you didn't know were going on. So the mirror is very special to me. So, do we look into a spoon? Do we look into sunglasses? Do we look into a CD? Do we look into foil? Do we look into a window? Do we look into a mirror? No. To get an accurate picture of who we really are, we have to look to the word as our mirror. So often people spend time getting fixed up and getting their hair done and cutting and makeup and nice outfits and jewelry. And we try to look a certain way all the time and when it's not necessary if your heart isn't right. There's a story about a young man who went with his grandmother to the store. And she was buying groceries and he's walking behind her pushing the basket and she's taking cans that don't have labels. Cans that are bent. She's throwing them in because they're the discounted ones. She's throwing them in and he's taking them out and replacing them with other cans. She's putting them in and when she got to the counter she goes, what are you doing? These are the cans I need. Grandma, those don't look good. You need the ones that look good. And she says, I'm not concerned with how they look. I'm concerned with what's on the inside. And that is the way God is with us. He's concerned with our insides. He wants our best. We give him our best when we act accordingly as we know what we should do. So it's what's on the inside. Second, remember what you look like. James 1 through 24 says do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves but do what it says anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like a man who looks at his face in the mirror and after looking at it goes away and forgets what he looks like that just makes no sense or does it can't possibly happen or can it how about when you ask someone what time it is they just looked at their watch what do they do they look again I think they want to make sure that they're going to give you the right time. I don't think it's intentional. It's just something that we do. And so you can look and see something and forget. That's why it's so important for us to be rooted and grounded in God's Word so that we're understanding what God's plan is for our life. So many people don't know what their plan. They don't know what they're gifted to do. And so the gifts lie dormant inside. Doesn't mean they can't work. But when we just leave them there, they kind of just, it's like a house. People move out and they just leave it. And it just sits there and just decays. But when we know what we have, and we know what that accurate reflection is, and we show it, then we become something that God needs us to be. The beautiful girl who's 5'7", beautiful hair, beautiful eyes, weighs 90 pounds. She looks in the mirror and sees that same girl but steps away, and she believes she's fat. She thinks that she needs to do something different, and she becomes anorexic. We can go into a funny house and see ourselves in a mirror to look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, then we'll look like the tall, skinny man, then we'll look really short and stout. But it's all about how you're looking at yourself. But God is looking at the inside of who we are. Don't trust the mirror. That's what we do. We don't trust the mirror because the mirror is deceiving. Of course, we can't get ready in the house with no mirror. We can't do that. But what we can do is go a step further. You know what you look like on the outside. Now let's work on the inside. The Bible tells us his word, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. But don't hide it too far back and you can't go and get it. You need to be able to get it when you need it. Now, not to use it to your advantage now. You know, a lot of people say, well, they drink wine in the Bible, so I can drink. And nobody's going to tell me that when they go to happy hour, they are commemorating the broken body and the blood. (laughs) But people do what they want to do and make it work for them. And what I'm trying to say tonight is we don't want to do that. But what we want to do is be examples of what it is that Christ needs us to be. And a lot of times we get to the point that we just don't quite get it. And we don't know. But what do we do then? Go to your word. Pray. And ask God to show you. Excuse me. What it is that you need. Can you give me that water please? I'm sorry. Excuse me. Thank you. Excuse me. And once we find out what it is that we need, we can then work on ourselves. And that man in the mirror, that woman in the mirror, all of a sudden becomes someone that someone wants to look at, that someone wants to admire, someone wants to say, well, what, what, did, what did you do to do that? How did you get that way? How does that work for you? It's very, very important that we become examples of who God needs us to be. And so from time to time, when you glance in that mirror, if you would just not look at the things that you see, but speak these words of affirmation to yourself and say, I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. My spirit is created in the likeness of God. I am complete. I'm righteous. I have right standing with God. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. I am God's child and a joint heir with Christ. There's no lack for God supplies all my needs. I have the mind of Christ. I have an anointing from the Holy One, and I will appreciate myself and never forget who I am or what I look like. That's it. That's the way we take full control. We make full, bold confessions of what we are and whose we are. Start with the man in the mirror and get the accurate reflection of the real you. Amen. God bless you.